You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show, recapping all the action from week one of the SEC. Who impressed? Who depressed? Who got honorable mention? We'll run through it all. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. And a quick reminder, the NFL season is about to begin. Nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, check out Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker, Jason Lock and Fora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's jump into it. Plenty to recap from week one of the SEC. Let's start with our winners from the weekend. Winner. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we start with Alabama's entire team. Bryce Young really looked great in his first career start, throwing for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Ohio State transfer wide receiver Jamison Williams really impressed as well. Four catches for 126 yards and a touchdown. John Mechie at 76 yards and a touchdown. The defense stout as well, four sacks, two interceptions. They held De'Ara King to under 200 yards passing, only 10 yards rushing, held the Miami rushing attack under 100 total yards rushing. Will Anderson, he led the way on defense with nine tackles and a sack. Henry Toa Toa, he had seven tackles, second leading tackler. Bama lost a lot this offseason, but the new guys they picked up right where the old guys left off. A dominant 44-13 win in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Nothing more to say than Alabama has now played 11 neutral side openers under Nick Saban. They have won those games by a score of 425 to 141. That's an average winning margin of almost 26 points a game. It is unbelievable how good of a job Nick Saban has done preparing his team for those opening games. And Alabama looks to be the best team in the country once again. Also a winner from week one. How about the Georgia defense? That Clemson offense has been a machine under Dabo Sweeney in recent years. There's a lot of hype for the new quarterback, DJ Uyagalele, a Heisman contender this season. But the Georgia defense was lights out Saturday night, holding Clemson to just 180 total yards of offense, just 5 of 16 on third downs. They forced a pick six, which was the only touchdown of the game by Christopher Smith. Racked up seven sacks led by N'Kobe Dean. He had two of them. Big Jordan Davis had one. So did Nolan Smith. And it wasn't all pretty. I mean, Georgia did not score an offensive touchdown. They had 10 penalties. They lost the turnover battle. Had more punt yards than pass yards. And still beat a top five team who has made six straight trips to the college football playoff. What a job by the Georgia defense. Great teams find a way to win. If Georgia's defense plays like this moving forward, the SEC East could be in trouble. UAB is up next for the Bulldogs. Another winner from the weekend. How about... My guy, Bo Nix. Will the real Bo Nix please stand up? That's what we've been waiting to see out of Bo Nix for a while. Look, I know it's Akron, and that's not a very good team, but Bo Nix was fantastic on Saturday, going 20 of 22 through the air, throwing for 275 yards, three touchdowns, added another 32 yards rushing. He had nice chemistry with his receivers, Shedrick Jackson, Javarius Johnson, 
trying to have these young guys, new guys step up, and they are. Brian Harson had his team ready to go. They executed the offense very well. They rushed for over 300 yards. They scored 60 points, their most points in a season opener since 1971. But I'm telling you this, if Bo Nix can play like this most of the season, Auburn is going to surprise a lot of people, maybe win some games that they're not supposed to. Maybe I'm being too optimistic, but after week one, I'm a buyer of Bo Nix in the Brian Harson system. They get another tune-up game this week against Alabama State before they have to go on the road at Penn State in week three. Another winner of the weekend, Will Levis and the Kentucky offense. A great start for new quarterback Will Levis, new offense coordinator Liam Cohen. The first time Kentucky threw for over 400 yards in a game since 2014. Levis himself, he threw for 367 with four touchdowns before giving way to Bo Allen. Receivers were fantastic. Josh Ali, 136 yards and a touchdown. Wandale Robinson, the transfer from Nebraska, 125 yards and two touchdowns. First time since 2011, the Wildcats had two 100-yard receivers in a game. Kentucky scored 45 points on Saturday. They averaged just 21 points per game last season. A great start for the Kentucky Wildcats. Another winner from the weekend, South Carolina quarterback Zeb Noland. Going from coach to gamer at quarterback. Nolan was 13 for 22 for just 121 yards, but he threw four, count them, four passing touchdowns. He also had a rush for 10 yards. South Carolina beat Eastern Illinois 46 to nothing. A nice dominant win for Shane Beamer in his head coaching debut, but can't say enough about Zeb Nolan, who was a grad assistant for the majority of this offseason, became an active player after Luke Doty got hurt and earned the starting job and did a nice job. We'll see how much longer they need to use Zeb Noland moving forward if Luke Doty is able to come back next week. Should mention, though, as well, the Gamecocks ran for over 250 yards with no Kevin Harris in this one, but Saquandre White had 128 rush yards, Marshawn Lloyd at 55 on the ground. So an overall great effort from the Gamecocks in week one. Also a winner from the weekend, Missouri running back Tyler Beatty guy who was carrying the torch following the departure of Larry Roundtree. Beatty had 25 carries for 203 yards and a touchdown. Also had 40 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown. A nice weapon for Eli Drinkwitz and company. He will be a name to keep an eye on throughout this season. A tough test with Kentucky coming up this week. And lastly, winners of the weekend. Look, not a good day for LSU at all. Losing on the road at UCLA, but one of the lone bright spots for the Tigers... Wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte with nine catches for 148 yards, all three touchdowns for the Tigers. UCLA was doing a good job of getting after Max Johnson, the quarterback, but Boutte was able to help him by catching almost everything thrown his way. And after week one, Boutte leads the SEC in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Felt like she was going to turn things around after this dismal loss. Boutte will be a big reason why. And by the way, he is just a true sophomore and there you have it those are our winners from the weekend when we come back we'll touch on the depressed losers of the weekend that's coming up next here on locked on sec quick minute here for our friends over at stat hero did you know 85 percent of people who play daily fantasy sports lose is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you you're playing against thousands of other lineups not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you than you have. You don't stand a chance. 
check out Stat Hero. It was the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It is you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. Go check them out at stathero.com slash locked on. You can sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. The football season is here. You definitely want to check them out. It's a new way to play some bets and win some money. Stathero.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and we're doing our impressed and depressed from the weekend that was week one in the SEC. We gave you our winners from week one. Now let's touch on our losers as we continue on with who impressed and who depressed on the weekend. My goodness, it was uh, it was an interesting weekend, to say the least. And who depressed. Thank you, sound guy. Our depressed of the weekend. We start with Alabama linebacker Chris Allen, who is lost for the season a rough weekend for that young man who a tremendous player but he suffered what they're calling a pretty significant foot injury in Saturday's game it happened on a strip sack of quarterback De'Ara King in the second quarter he was carted off to the locker room then was seen later on the sideline on crutches sophomore Drew Sanders a five-star prospect in 2020 replaced Allen for the remainder of Saturday's game Nick Saban said they have confidence in Drew Sanders moving forward But Allen is a senior who had five sacks last year in Alabama's championship season. And just tough to lose a kid like that. He's so important, a key member of your defense. And you lose him in week one. We'll wait and see if there's a chance for a turn down the road. But the uh, early reports are that he is likely lost for the year. Who else depressed in week one? How about the LSU Tigers? A new year. A new season, new assistant coaches. Yet that looked a lot like the 2020 LSU that struggled defensively, inconsistent offensively. LSU gave up over 220 yards rushing to Chip Kelly and UCLA, while the Tigers could not run the ball at all. When you think of LSU the last 15, 20 years, they've always run the ball well. 25 carries for just 49 yards. That's two yards a carry for LSU on Saturday. They were just 5 for 15 on third downs, while UCLA, they were over 50% on third down. UCLA just ripped through LSU's off uh, defense like tin foil at times. 
And the Tigers just looked outmatched on both lines of scrimmage. Offensive line, defensive line, lack of effort at times. Guys in the wrong position. An ugly performance for the Tigers. I'm optimistic that Coach O will turn things around because his track record said he typically does since he's been at LSU. Remember a few years ago they lost to Troy, finished the season strong. Last year they were going nowhere fast, were able to bounce back, win the last two games, including a road win at Florida. I think Coach O can turn it around, but man, he's got a lot of work to do and do it fast. Next up in our deep press category, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Look, we know Vanderbilt is going through a rebuild with Clark Lee. We know they're going to be bad this year, but I think all of us at least had them beating East Tennessee State. Vanderbilt loses 23-3. A first quarter field goal is all they were able to put up. Second-year quarterback Ken Seals threw for under 200 yards. He had two interceptions. He lost a fumble. Pretty disastrous debut for new Vanderbilt head coach Clark Lee. Vandy becomes the first SEC team to lose to an FCS school since South Carolina lost to the Citadel back in 2015. Vandy was just 5 of 15 on third downs, only rushed for 85 yards. They have got to regroup and get ready for a road trip at Colorado State this week. Next up in our depressed category, Mississippi State. Look, sure, they won the game. They were 1-0. But it was not pretty in a home game against Louisiana Tech on Saturday. State needed 21 fourth-quarter points just to take a one-point lead late. And even then, Tech had a chance to kick a game-winning field goal in the final minute. But the 46-yarder was no good. State gave up 34 unanswered points to Louisiana Tech. And Mike Leach's bunch turned the ball over four times. They committed 12 penalties for 95 yards. They looked confused. They lacked energy and effort at times. If Mike Leach is going to remain in Starkville, he has to get more out of his team moving forward. And they get a good NC State team this upcoming weekend. The Wolfpack, by the way, they just shut out South Florida 45 to nothing in week one. So that's a good team they'll be facing. Quick side note, quarterback Will Rogers, he did throw for 370 yards and three touchdowns, so not a bad day from him. But he did throw 47 pass attempts. was also sacked three times. Got to wonder if that high volume going to take a toll on him throughout this season. Another interesting one in my depressed category, I'm going with Emory Jones. Look, the Florida quarterback, I may be being a little bit nitpicky here because he wasn't awful. He was 17-27 for 113 yards through the air with a touchdown. But he threw two interceptions, one in the end zone. He got stuffed at the goal line. He had 10 carries for 74 yards in their win over FAU. But questions now arise if there will be a quarterback controversy because the backup, Anthony Richardson, he threw for 40 yards, but he had seven carries for 160 yards and a touchdown including a 73-yard run. Richardson really showed off his athleticism. He's got some wheels, and some believe he could take over the job from Emory Jones at some point. Here was Dan Mullen after the game being interviewed by Cole Kublick. You have to make a decision one way or the other on those two? What? On who your starting quarterback is? We start starting quarterback. Well, that would be not, okay. So Dan Mullen kind of sidestepping it saying, what, Emory Jones is our starting quarterback. What are you talking about? But there's no doubt Anthony Richardson gave this offense a boost, a little shot in the arm, and he was electric out there. So we'll see as time rolls on 
if Anthony Richardson ends up taking over the starting job for Emory Jones. But Emory Jones, not terrible, but he's got a chance, a really opportunity to play better moving forward. Another depressed category, I got K.J. Jefferson and the Arkansas offense. Razorbacks ended up pulling away late to beat Rice 38-17, but it was a game that was very much in the balance throughout, with Rice leading for a good portion of this game. K.J. Jefferson just 12 of 21 for 128 yards with a touchdown, a pick. He did rush for 89 yards and two rushing touchdowns, but we saw Jefferson as a pretty solid passer the last few years when he's gotten into games including the start against Missouri last year where he threw for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson did not look all that great in the passing game on Saturday. He's going to have to play a lot better versus Texas this week if they're going to have a chance to beat the Longhorns. That's a monster game coming up this weekend. And lastly, in our deep press category, I've got J.T. Daniels from Georgia. Look, I know the defense is getting a lot of love today, and ultimately they did win the game over Clemson, a big win. But JT Daniels looked pretty average on Saturday. Threw for just 135 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Was only sacked once. But we'll see as the season rolls along how good this Clemson defense really was. You know, is that the reason why JT Daniels didn't look as good? I just came away kind of blah on Daniels in his first game of the season. After all the offseason hype and even some Heisman buzz, not exactly anything close to Heisman numbers over the weekend for JT Daniels. But... He does improve to 5-0 as a starter since he's come over to Georgia, so he's doing something right. All right, when we return here on Locked on SEC, we're going to give you our honorable mention from the weekend. We'll give you our winners, who impressed, who depressed. Honorable mention coming up next. Need to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? They've got nine delicious ones, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. When you talk to somebody who's a fan of the Built Bar, they'll tell you what their favorite is. I tell you guys all the time, the mint brownie is my favorite. There's something for everyone. If you don't have a favorite one yet or you're just looking to try them all out, I recommend go to their website. You can get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. You can try them all and find which one you like the most. But many of the flavors packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 gram sugar, 4 gram net, net carbs. Uh, order them today. You can get that raspberry and mint brownie or whatever you like at BuiltBar.com. And make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. If you've never ordered from them before, go to BuiltBar.com. Type in the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. I'm telling you guys, it's that time of year where you're going to be eating a lot of junk food on the weekends, at the tailgates, at the games, at home, sitting on the couch. You want to have a healthier alternative throughout the week, especially if you're leaving the gym or just having a run outside. Check them out at BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. Also, a quick reminder about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. It is that time of year. Football season underway. We just had the first week of college action. We're going to have the first week of NFL pro football happening this weekend. And you want to make sure, if you haven't already, that BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You get all the latest updated odds, props, and contests. they got tons of different contests going on. They even have one coming up for this Thursday night, the opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when you use their promo code NFL100. Of course, we've got our ongoing promo with Locked On. 
when you go to their website today and use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus if you're a first-time customer. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, whatever it is. Don't wait. Go take advantage of all their great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. Final segment, Locked On SEC recapping all the action that took place in week one. Quick reminder, we will react to uh, tomorrow's show to Ole Miss, their game tonight against Louisville. If you missed it, Lane Kiffin will not be on the sidelines tonight after testing positive for COVID-19. Fully vaccinated, says he's doing well, but uh, ultimately having to separate from his team. So quarterback Matt Corral will have to lead the offensive attack Without his mentor out there with him, we will have full reaction to that game on tomorrow's show. Locked on SEC. All right, let's jump back into it. We've done uh, our winners, who impressed, and, of course, who depressed over the weekend. But let's get to our honorable mentions of people I think still worth mentioning on their performances from Saturday. And we start with Missouri linebacker Blaze Aldridge. He racked up 10 tackles with three and a half sacks and a quarterback hurry in the win over Central Michigan. Aldridge leads the SEC in sacks after week one. I was actually looking at the SEC website, gives them credit for four sacks. ESPN, they only give them three and a half, so depending on what site you're looking at, either way, a heck of a start for the senior linebacker. Shout out, Blaze Aldridge. Another honorable mention from week one, how about the Arkansas secondary? Look, sure, it was just Rice. But three interceptions already for the Razorback secondary. They were one of the leaders in the SEC last season in picks. Off to a good start once again. Jalen Catalan, he had two interceptions. Monteric Brown had one. Joe Fouché, Markel Utsi, they got their hands on a couple of passes defended. Looking forward to see what Barry Odom's group can do this week against a really good Texas team. They're going to try to run it with Bijan Robinson, but uh, they're going to try to throw it as well with Hudson Card. Arkansas secondary chances for some more turnovers this week one other note on Arkansas's defense too linebacker Grant Morgan he got called for targeting was ejected in last week's game one of the leaders of that defense so he missed out and then bumper pool he got called for targeting in the second half of last week's game he will miss the first half of the Texas game this weekend that's a big loss for the Arkansas defense so that secondary gonna have to pick up the linebacker crew gonna be missing a key player for the first half Another honorable mention this weekend. How about the Texas A&M run game? Pretty much what we expected, but the Aggies run for over 300 yards against Kent State. Devon Ashane led the way with 12 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Isaiah Spiller right behind him with 113 ground yards. Anaya Smith, he's that hybrid slash, you know, backslash receiver. He had eight catches for 100 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Good start for the A&M ground game. They will be a problem for a lot of teams this year in the SEC. Another honorable mention, Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. Look, he's on a lot of people's preseason watch list, so no surprise here. But only had 13 carries, but goes for 119 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Had a catch for 19 yards. A nice game one for the sophomore Tank Bigsby, who a lot of people expect to be one of the leading rushers in the SEC this season. It was Bigsby's fifth 100-yard rushing game in an Auburn uniform, by the way. Another honorable mention, I'm going to give it to Aggies quarterback 
Haynes King. I'm going to throw him in here. He threw for almost 300 yards and two touchdowns and a nice 14-yard scamper. But three interceptions in his first start, and it's against Kent State. He's got to clean that up if the Aggies are going to do something big this season. But overall, a pretty good first outing from Haynes King. Just take care of the football and cut out those turnovers. Another honorable mention, I've got the Kentucky defense. Six sacks over Louisiana Monroe. Two from J.J. Weaver. Josh Pascal had one. DeAndre Square had one. Our buddy Yusuf Corker had one. Mark Stoops loves to get pressure on opposing teams. This Kentucky defense deserves an honorable mention because the offense is grabbing all the headlines today. Let's see if the Kentucky defense can get that kind of pressure this week against Missouri. A big test in week two already out of the gates for Kentucky. And lastly, in our honorable mention category, I'm going to throw in the South Carolina defense. They held Eastern Illinois to just 109 total yards of offense. They had two interceptions, two sacks. Jordan Birch had a defensive touchdown, big-time recruit, doing his thing. A solid day. I know it was Eastern Illinois. Let's see what this defense does on the road this week at ECU. Nice early road test for Shane Beamer in the South Carolina Gamecocks. But look pretty good. Give him an A in week one. And there you have it. Those are our honorable mentions in week one of the SEC. We'll cap things off with Ole Miss taking on Louisville tonight, and then we will uh, react to them tomorrow. And then we'll kind of give you our grades uh, for week one overall of the SEC and give you our SEC power rankings. Man, some teams very disappointing in week one. LSU is going to be sliding down. Bama and Georgia are going to stay right there at the top, along with AM. But. Uh, some surprises throughout the SEC in week one. Let's see if Louisville maybe gives Ole Miss a surprise tonight. Before we get out of here, let me remind you guys, betting on the SEC doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you get daily picks, including Lee's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. Reminder, subscribe. We're here for you five days a week. On Locked on SEC, also on video now on YouTube. Just search Locked on SEC. You can find our video version of the podcast right there. Or just keep listening to us wherever you find your podcast. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great Monday, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.